Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast, bitch. It's Tony, Hans, and Jeremy in with you today, tackling season six, episode 10, The Winds of Winter, which is a slap in the face title because it's the title of the next book that we've been waiting for for nine and a half decades. And uh, I don't like saying it. It makes me sad. But I did very much like uh, enjoy watching it. Hi, guys. Hans, Jeremy, what's up? How do you feel ending another season and uh, getting in here almost to the final one before the new shiz? Feels good. Yeah. Feels real uh, good. Satisfactory. This episode is a, is a humdinger, I like to say. Humdinger. Now, Jeremy, when you were growing up back in the Depression, yes. what would you guys use that word for to, to, to describe? You know, like the weather's hot as a humdinger, or ah, that's, a nice, sure. that's a nice fine lady in that full gown, humdinger, and I mm, got a humdinger it, from it. I mean, all those things. It, if you went and got a bowl full of full of full of, uh, of dust, dust, dusty strawberries to <laughs> to eat and try to pick around the rotten uh, worms, and there was some some extra little sawdust in there for protein, that was a good humdinger. Nice humdinger, yeah. 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 Maybe if only two of your infant brothers die of dysentery, that's that's a pretty good. Humdinger. <laughs> it's a good humdinger. Cool. Well, you know, good shit. <laughs> good, good shit. Good historically accurate uh, way of describing through the depression. Yeah, Real I think humdinger I like that nine was. Nine different time periods as well. But uh, hey, I wasn't I wasn't around back then. I was born slightly after slightly. the depression. Um, just just missed it. Just, you know? just outside. Ugh, so. Oh, well. Well, uh, guys, this is a big, busy episode. Would you like a little reminder of what? Goes diggity down with some plot action. Yeah. Ugh, yes. How would you like this plot action today? Again, it's it's an important episode. Lots happens. Consider that when making your decision. I, feel, I don't know why, but I feel like you need to give us a character from the episode. You know I'm terrible at this. Okay. Yeah, but I, I but I find just pure joy in these moments. Yeah. All right. How about I I tell you what I'll give you a I'll give you a little uh, zombie mountain. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Crushed it. Yes. Oh, my God. That was hard. Yeah, Ooh, now that it, okay. Let's jump into it. Now that everyone's up to date on the plot. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Let's perfect. move right along. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's your guys' uh, I don't know. Where do you even want to start? Do you want to go favorite right away? There's so much that happens. Uh, Is this one that maybe we should just run down top to bottom? I'm, I'm okay with doing that because there's so yeah. much to cover. Yeah. I think let's just do that. Perfect. We start things in King's Landing. Uh, and for the uninitiated, that is the capital city of Westeros. <laughs> I just don't think we've ever uh, established that. Maybe people are confused. I, was thinking, we we don't, I don't think we ever clarify a lot of those things or oh. where. We talk about the houses and their locations sometimes, but I don't think we ever yeah. talk about King's Landing in the sense of like what it is in this, in this, in this world. So It's going to be right. a long episode. <laughs> imagine uh, so imagine if you will that it's like washington dc except all the people in power are like dickheads whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, so, so it's, it's like washington, it's like washington dc, DC. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh! Do you guys feel that political wit? Ooh, ooh. Hmm. Did, did, did I just did I just did I just bring out a little humdinger for you and uh, establish my moral high ground and my uh, my incredible intelligence there with dropping a little political humor on your bitch asses? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So we start out in King's Landing with uh, Cersei getting dressed. She's going through her emo phase. <laughs> Uh, a little bit. Do you think that she is... We're going to get through things pretty quickly here, so I, I feel okay saying this. Do you think that she is preemptively in mourning? Like, do you think she knows what's going to happen with uh, with her with her young one? I don't... To an extent? I think in the show when she finds Tommen, I think that smugness isn't as present, you know? But I also think that she's already accepted kind of like she knows... With the uh, kind of like the the witch prior kind of foretelling of her children's death, like she just oh yep, just another, just check that box. I knew this was coming. That's okay. I'm gonna yeah. fuck everyone over, and and fuck them over. She does. Yeah, we do get a while of it. By by the way, it's trial day. In case you neglected to mark your calendars, um, it's time for a trial for Loris and for uh, Cersei as well. So we go to the Sept of Baylor, and uh, Loris is given mercy. That mercy entails renouncing everything that he's ever held, including his family name, titles, money, lands, and inheritance, and then getting a uh, seven-pointed star drilled into his face. So... Comfortable. Pretty merciful, you know? That's that's like that's like a slap on the wrist. I know. Uh, and all he did was fuck some dudes. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you. <laughs> if you drilled a star on my face... <laughs> For dude fucking, man. <laughs> Count me starful. <laughs> it'd be uh, it'd be rough go of it. Just, uh, um, so yeah, what did you guys? I thought that was a pretty cool. Um, Laura seems pretty damn broken at this point. Obviously, um, you you see Marjorie kind of waffle a bit back and forth with being like, "Oh no, father, this is what's gotta happen." Blah blah. To then being like, "Hey, you motherfucker! Like you, you promised." <laughs> That you'd be chill with him. I actually um, don't get Marjorie and the way this ends for her in this sense. Because, like, that whole scene where she hands her uh, Olena that, that rose of, like, hey, I still have my mind. Like, I thought that was going to be, like, a turn for her to plot something, you know? For her to enact some sort of revenge or whatever. And then to see, that, you know, obviously with her death in this, I just don't. Like that just seems empty then to me, and I'm I'm wondering if it's because this is the direction the show goes versus something else is going to happen in the book. Uh, I I actually kind of disagree. I think that this is what I love about Game of Thrones is that I think Marjorie probably is planning something, and we didn't get a nice little wrap up or anything. She just kind of got uprooted out of the story, violently and recklessly. Um, with no explanation and no clean closure, yeah. and uh, that's the type of shit that just kind of keeps it uh, real. Makes yeah, keep keeps it real. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a good point too. I just, I guess, I wanted for her character. I yeah. wanted something because I feel like as 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 coy and manipulative as she's supposedly been to get on, you know, with the crown and everything. I don't feel like she ever becomes a super interesting character. Yeah. Just, just in case people are listening and they're like, oh, wait, whoa, what? Marjorie seemed young and in good health. Did she have like some sort of disease that no one caught? She tripped. Or maybe she, 
She tripped down the great, you know, there's a lot of stairs. A lot of there. stairs. Um, Hans, would you care to just kind of regale to the audience who might have missed this episode uh, what happened to Marjorie? Uh, bitch blew up. <laughs> she did. And are we talking like spontaneous human combustion? No, no. Uh, the, the Cersei used wildfire to explode mm. that sept. But not like the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing. Oh my god. <laughs> but wait, wasn't a lot of people in that sept, Hans? Tons. But like, like I'm talking like a, a lot of named characters. We're talking Marjorie. We're talking oh. Loras. We're oh. talking High Sparrow. We're talking what? Lord Tyrell that I don't remember his first name. We're Thanks, talking Mom. Kevin. <laughs> we're, we're talking <laughs> Lancel. <laughs> We're talking Kevin. <laughs> Loses a lot, Kevin's name. Um, and a bunch uh, of just no-name people as well. Bunch of dudes, yeah. Bunch uh, of dudes. Holy balls, yeah. This is a crazy move on uh, on Cersei's part. I think we knew she was trying to plan something big. I'm starting to think the reason she wanted Elena to stick around was to blow her up, not actually to get her help. Um, and, uh, yeah, Lancel... Not in the sept, but does absolutely get blown up as he is led down to... At first, I was like, why would you do this thing with Lancel where you have this kid like lead him down these tunnels? Because all you do is risk potentially him stopping it, like at best. Right. Um, you add a little... But then, just going forward with what Cersei does, I think that he's kind of part of the reason why she's in the position that she's in, and she has shown that she very much wants to enact some sort of mental torment and anguish on those people. So uh, from that from that aspect, I get it. The thing I didn't get was why bring Maester Pycelle into this room full of kids uh, to stab him to death. Yeah, he I also died. I, I didn't get that either, really. Yeah, yeah. I get wanting to kill him. I've wanted to kill him for five seasons now. Absolutely. But he's an old man. Just go into his room and stab him. Like, yeah, he's not what? even part of the whole. You know, King's, you know, group now anymore, the council. Like, so I don't even see what he's, who he's threatening, unless, you know, as we learn that Cersei's just like cleaning house, just like anyone yeah. and anyone who she feels would be a consultant against her will, just she wants pure loyalty and like, nope, you fucked me in the past, you're gone. By the way, I yeah. like the way Lancel died. I thought that was super cool. I love the yeah. stab in the spine, the, the, the realization. But the other thing is, and this explosion is pretty damn impressive, right? Like, it is... Looks good. It looks good. I feel like with that much wildfire, the entire King's Landing would have exploded. Especially because we know there are other caches yeah, of it. exactly. That like, and that are, they're, like, notoriously unstable. Right. <laughs> that, like, this massive explosion... <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying it was a given, but I wonder if they thought like hey this is probably a possibility yeah. and, we know, can lose half on. the city into the water around us or something exactly um, oh. it's pretty nuts but it was so, cool it was cool it was really really um a neat scene and i i actually liked the the way that tommen is kind of seeing the wreckage doesn't say anything puts the crown down and just walks out like just, walks out yeah. the window and that was so cool 
Just like uh, yeah. you hear, just like liked... fluttering from his from what he's wearing, like in the air. So yeah, cool. no I thought the direction of this episode, even compared to others, was pretty unique and cool. Um, there was a lot of just like quiet moments, and a lot of a uh, lot more like uh, behind the scenes, just music, quiet, like kind of mm-hmm. ambient type scenes. And then all of a sudden, a giant explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, a, it's duality. Yeah, you know? it built up. Else. It built up really, really well, though. I thought it was really cool. Uh, Cersei also gets a little bit more revenge in uh, capturing that Septa and uh, just sticking her in a dungeon with the mountain. Which I don't think of mountain as a torturer, right? I mean, like, so I thought that was kind of. It's like, oh, you know, you're gonna go and now. She's he's gonna torture you to death. But he seems like a very like machine murder like not necessarily a meticulous kind of like fine motor skills kind of person yeah i don't i don't know the specifics of what's about to be done i think she absolutely starts screaming before he even does anything so i'm sure her being a godly person him yeah. being this weird messed up creature of undeath there's like this backhandedness to it maybe there's a sweet ba- uh demon baby coming <laughs> maybe there's a demon baby coming that's demon a great point baby. jeremy <laughs> demon baby um oh, yeah we, so king's landing a lot happened we we have Lots all happens. that quickly by the way this is all within like the first 10 minutes of the episode that's <laughs> very fast and then she uh she goes up and just like plants herself on that sweet sweet throne queen uh yes that, that's uh toward the end of the episode but yeah queen queen cersei she has no more heirs mm-hmm. there is no one else she can finally reign supreme as queen queen supreme and uh, and jamie looks completely like clustered right he has like i mean isn't this what he wants doesn't he just want her and yet he seems so disappointed i think he's starting to see i mean she 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 did something that he very much killed the king to try to prevent right right exactly Um, so yeah he's jamie's got some conflict burruin which is good. Jamie needs conflict to be a good character. When he's not conflicted, he, he just does pushes some kids stupid out of buildings shit. and yeah. rapes people. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So conflict him all you want. Um, um, where do you guys want to go next? To Old Town? Old Town. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, um, yeah, which honestly was probably not my favorite part of the entire episode. For every, I guess it was like a, a, a calm down or a slow down in the show just to give a little bit of light humor. I mean, so Sam gets there, he's going to be um, a maester and is just kind of like given the reality that this may not be all fun and games for him. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The maesters are a douchey bunch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as we have found. Um, but old town is, I mean, old town looks pretty great. And that, I don't remember what it's called. The tower, uh, very cool. That library is baller. It's baller. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very fantasy-esque. Huge, Huge. mirrors and lights Huge. and shiz. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So, yeah. So Sam may or may not get to become a maester. I don't know. It's not as cut and dry as, as, uh, as things are looking. Right. We'll find out, I suppose. That's all that happens there. Again, thankfully, it is a little boring. Yeah, I don't have much on that note. A, I, just put, I put just like a walk with Sam. After that, we go to the north, and Davos is emotional. I hate to see him so sad. Oh, dude had me me tearing up here. Davos confronts Melisandre now that the battle is done and won um, about burning Shireen. Mm -hmm. Fuck that stink. It's a good moment. 
glad you finally got to confront her. How do you feel about how John handles things? Mm. I'm reminded of a quote. Let him, let him uh, slap me on the wrist and give me my supper. That's how, that's how he deals with traitors, our king in the north. <laughs> I'd do a little down, down slide there for Rob. I hope that's not foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I... But what do you do if you're John? Like, this woman is literally responsible for your existence right now. You, yeah. Are you going to kill her? I, I, I would think not. I think what he does is about all he can do. Yeah. Davos seems to be accepting enough of it. Yeah. And I, and again, we this is where we're, we don't... I'm trying to remember. Do we get her any in seven? Well, I think it's... Because it's very much... Like, now they're even, right? Because, like you said, he she gave him his life back. And then he, you could say he's giving her her oh, life back now, oh, rather than yeah, killing totally. her. And then, but if he sees her again, she's dead, kind of thing. Like they're yeah, even, for sure. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, as for the rest of the uh, North stuff, I'm trying to jump ahead here in the episode. Littlefinger and Sansa have a little, uh, just just they're just chatting. Littlefinger's seemingly straight up pretty pretty honest, saying, "Hey, you know what I want." I want to be on the Iron Throne. You know who I want to be my queen? It's you, baby. And uh, she doesn't necessarily reciprocate those feelings. Yeah. Doesn't shut him down as much as she probably should, though. Yeah. Right. Which is why Sansa is annoying sometimes to me, because she continues to make questionable decisions. And like you said, always finds a way of making the worst decision out of those. So... She's playing it close to her chest right now, and it's going to pan out away in the next few episodes that frustrate me to hell, but the payoff and the actual explanation of why and what she's doing, I do think is worth it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I like I like that she points out the fact that he, because it's where he declares himself for the Starks, um, but she's like, you know, you declare yourself for houses all the time, and you always yeah. serve you. <laughs> and so yeah, she's like, exactly. so don't give me that shit. By the way, I know that you are involved in my dad's, like, you know, essentially dying, so. Oh, yeah. Last thing in the North, we get, uh, in this part of the North at least, um, a, a familiar little chant going on, led by Liana Mormont, who, like, literally, I didn't feel like the scene was that emotional, and I was, like, tearing up a little bit. This this little girl is a powerful speaker. Yeah. I don't even care if it's basically the exact second time we've gotten <laughs> this almost ex- same scene. It was still my favorite part of the episode. Just yeah, gets you yeah. freaking pumped. Yeah. The king of the north. The king of the north. I just don't. And I, I thought all the speeches were good. Uh, I thought I thought Liana's was uh, the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then uh, – the I do I just think it's annoying, like you said. I think the whole Sansa thing is annoying, where she's like she's happy at first, and then all of a sudden she just looks like she's kind of annoyed, and then looks over at Littlefinger, and that that's the only part of it I didn't like because yeah, because it, like, it's misleading. How yeah, you know, in the moment, I, I'm all I'm thinking is like, how is she not happy about this? Like yes, right. Littlefinger has planted that seed, and now yeah, right. she's had so much shit happening to her that just being in the North. <laughs> and or being at Winterfell without fucking someone raping her and having her blood like be back on the uh, be back as king or something like it all seems like she should be this is the best part of her entire life almost since she left Winterfell <laughs> the first time 
But no, she's got to be, she's got to be distraught. Closing up, uh, let's go. Let's go slightly farther north with Bran and Mira making their way back down south. Uh, Benj and Stark leaving them uh, as they approach the wall, and uh, Bran just just taking some time to get in a weirwood, uh, a weirwood little time travel in here because I'm certain that they're out of harm's way. Making their way and... down south. <laughs> <laughs> White walking fast. <laughs> And so Bran checking things out a little bit, going back to the Tower of Joy and apparently discovering the oldest and most popular Game of Thrones conspiracy theory is in fact true. R plus L equals J. Ladies and gentlemen, looks like maybe we don't have a john snow on our on our uh, on our hands but a john sand and maybe john sand is not ned stark's bastard son but the bastard son of uh lyanna stark and rhaegar targaryen, targaryen. <gasps> this this like blew my mind when i first saw this like this like made the show even better for me cuz i didn't want i don't i mean i don't care if john was ned's bastard like this actually made it more of an interesting story and i think it's gonna be so cool to see how that plays in uh, season eight so i have a question for you and it may be a stupid question uh no such thing watching this episode because i watched it pretty carefully this time so i know i know there's a lot of assumptions to be made but is it in is it fact that we know this is true or is this some is this potentially like a mislead from this episode's point of view i mean it doesn't expressly say it right uh but it would be such a mislead right <laughs> like what it, it would have to, the only way i feel like that they it would be worth even misleading it is if it was something crazier right and there's nothing yeah. in my mind that could really be crazier than targaryen and stark Yes. Um, the only thing, like, I think that kid has to be John. And going forward, we know it is. Yeah. Um, Bran kind of has, has eyes on everything. The only th- conspiracy theory I think you could make from it is that Rhaegar isn't the father. Yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking, too, because they don't show him or anything. Um, and especially going forward, like, I, I looked up recently, I was like, what if Robert's the father? That's what I was wondering. Um. And then uh, uh, from things that we know coming up in the next season, that doesn't seem likely or possible. And then uh, I, I looked this up. I'm not the no one's the first person at this point to have any theory. There are so many convoluted <laughs> people out there. And uh, I guess in the book, timelines just don't even make it possible at all. So uh, it doesn't seem like anything could be uh, that. But it's interesting to consider. Yeah. Because my only thing is, sure, Melisandre was wrong about Stannis. But she had to use the rightful king's blood, and all the blood magic worked. So Stannis and John have to be connected somehow, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Or Stannis and whoever the actual chosen one is. So Stannis and John, or Stannis and Danny, or Stannis and who's left? Uh, is there any Baratheon person left to be, to be, uh, <laughs> to be king? Edric Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Who is not a character we've even seen in the show? Don't know. Gendry, I guess. Gendry. It's Gendry. Yeah. Gendry. Gendry is the Gendry, the king in the north. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we assume Gendry's still alive. What do you think he's up to? He's making he's making some armor, right? Making some sweet battle axes. Yeah, I guess, man. Or wait, he's more of a hammer person, right? Isn't that? I can't remember his weapons. He's got that hammer. Yeah, I don't know. So Hans, yeah. When you saw this, had you heard the theory before? Which theory? Uh, about John's lineage. Oh, when I first saw this. Yeah. Yeah, I had heard that before. Okay, so what did you think? I I still thought the scene was awesome. Still thought it was like a sweet reveal to to prove it because you know, at that point I had heard so many theories. That none of them were like that was the one that was kind of the the leading theory, um, I think especially which got ramped up more and more as the whole brand like storyline started to play out and they started to kind of tease that a bit. But yeah, I still thought it was an awesome scene. Um, thought it was really well done. That's very good. We got a little promise me Ned action as well. Again, what a what a theme that that is in the books. And then I was paying attention because I know somebody said something about it before Rob or Jeremy. Um, what she says before that is not. I think some of it's audible, but the rest of it. I, th- I think what she's saying is his name is Aegon. That's what she says, right? Mm-hmm. His name's Aegon Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Um, or Aegon. I don't know if she says Targaryen, but Aegon. Blah blah blah, etc. We will find out a little bit more of that later, hopefully. But congratulations, John. It seems like you might have some some different parents. Unfortunately, they're both still dead. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Um, shall we? Shall we, Daenerys? A bit. Yeah, yeah Daenerys. Danny, yeah. Danny is uh, getting everyone set for that great trip across to Westeros, right? To Westeros. Yes, indeed. She she's getting all of her ducks in a row. And one of those ducks that has to sit in a different row is Daria Naharis. She breaks up with him. <laughs> yeah, dumps his ass. <laughs> Which is uh, it's interesting, is rough. I think this scene is one of the points that uh, make me believe that Danny becomes uh, the quote-unquote villain at the you end got of the it. show. Yep. Um, and it's that moment when they allude to her being a psychopath. <laughs> yep. When or a sociopath or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I I picked up on that too, and I was actually going to ask you what you thought about that with your uh, with your theories when she says she, she uh, felt yeah. nothing mm. after leaving. Which da- which seems weird because so many of her decisions have been uh, based solely on emotion for other people, even yeah, and wanting to protect, um, you know, protect the weak and free the slaves and et cetera, et cetera. So either she's very much changing her tone or she's starting to, you know, maybe maybe she was just doing what she thought she should have. I don't know. Or maybe it's nothing. Yeah, who knows? Could just be a little, could be a little uh, something to throw you off your trail. Could be. She does also make a great decision and names Tyrion the Hand of the King and he smiles. <laughs> He's probably m- mostly sober and he smiles. It's <laughs> crazy. Um... And then, y'all, there's only one more moment in this episode. I'm trying to remember what else was in this episode. And holy shit, might it just be my favorite. We oh, go to the yeah. twins. The twins, yeah. We go to the twins. And uh, th- there's a couple scenes at the twins. Jamie kind of disses on Walder Frey a little bit. We see this one serving girl kind of give Jamie a look that Braun interprets as like, oh, she wants to she wants to suck on your golden knuckles. Uh, that I interpret a little bit as like, oh, uh, what's going on with that? Of course, I know what happens. Um, then Jamie and Bronn and all the Lannisters leave. Walder Frey's like, where are my kids? Blah, 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 blah. 
And the serving girl's like just trying to serve him some pie. She's like, there, here, my lord. And then he opens the pie, revealing like an eyeball or something. I think it's <laughs> like, like a finger. Yeah, like a fingernail. Thumb. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's gross. That makes more sense, though. Um, okay, like a finger. And he's like, wow. And then the serving girl takes her face off. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys. Did you know that people could do this? Um, and... Oh my god, it's Arya Stark of Winterfell. She ain't no one, she's someone, and she's here to avenge uh, her family, and it's beautiful. This is one of those scenes when I feel like when it happened that literally nobody saw coming. Um, it, it, the Sept thing, I think in retrospect, makes a lot of sense, Yeah. but I think that was a big surprise for a lot of people, but this came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, this was this was awesome yeah uh, it's such a badass moment i loved it and it feels good to like get get you so pumped about the next season right like yeah. it's like oh my god does aria go on like is this is her arc now is she gonna do this for the next season is she gonna just slowly murder everyone <laughs> in her way which i was like good god this is gonna be great it's just a bloodbath <laughs> In a beautiful way, and uh, you know, makes it makes a decent looking pie. I'm just gonna say it. That's uh, some nice browning on that crust. Yeah, it must have took forever. Yeah, it's true. It was a good pie, Jeremy. That's yeah. a, I don't think that people get enough credit for their for baking. their baking yeah. prowess, and so I appreciate you pointing that out. I hope that you'll also point out that on our Instagram, we have some pretty good looking scones. Yeah, we do. That Big Daddy Tony made. Uh, here, that's that's me, of course. And uh, in honor of all the blood shed here in this episode, we got a little got a little red going on in the scones. I made some chocolate, dark chocolate, dark chocolate raspberry scones for today, just for the occasion for you lovely people. I mean, you guys can't eat them, but I have eaten more than my fair share of them, and they're pretty freaking great. They might be the best ones I've made so far. Mm. Do tell. Do tell. I did tell. He just Do did. Tell more. I, I Get, just told you. Tell me tell me more. You selfish bastard. <laughs> tell, tell me more. Tell me about how that tell me how that mouth feel. Mm. <laughs> mm. 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 Yeah, you know me. You know me. They're they're very good though. The tartness of the raspberry. Oh, I love the, raspberries. The, the dark chocolate. <laughs> Honestly though, I found with the with all of the chocolate ones, they don't necessarily benefit. And I think it's like a sugar content thing, or it's because like I've always used dark chocolate, so maybe it's like a cream content thing. They do not benefit from being warmed. Like they kind of have to be room temperature mm. to be uh, to be tasty, which is weird. Cool. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. That so, did you use any coffee in the chocolate? Like when I did you're, not. Um, I find that if I'm doing anything now with chocolate, I and I'm melting it, I always try to add coffee, um, especially yeah. if it's milk chocolate because that's too sweet for me. So then yeah. coffee adds a little, gets cuts that a little bit, which is even better tasting. Um, and I'm not a white chocolate fan per se, but I've also done white chocolate with coffee, and that is super good. I used to be so into white chocolate as a kid. I'm not super into it as an adult, but mm-hmm. I find like a little bit of white chocolate in or on something. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty great. Pretty, like especially with anything dope. fruit related. Like yeah. if you just, you just add, introduce a little white chocolate. It goes a, goes a long way. Yeah. You don't need a whole lot. Hell no. 
White chocolate, not even chocolate. Yeah, exactly. By it's the way, cocoa butter or something like that. Something like that. Something butter. But something butter. Mm. If you guys had to use one form of butter as lubricant for sexual purposes, what would it be? <laughs> oh, that's easy. That that'd be the clarified butter, warmed up. <laughs> the the natural a little qu- ghee for me. The, na- <laughs> the natural question to come from that conversation. <laughs> That way, that way, there's no, you know what's coming. It's it's clear. You can see it. That's true. It doesn't impede the, doesn't the impede, visual. Doesn't aesthetic. impede the visual. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. And, it, and it handles temperature so much better. Yeah. Does it? I feel like clarified butter burns, doesn't it? It doesn't. Oh no! It's it has a much higher burning temp compared oh, okay. to like. Actually, that makes sense. I guess you remove the fats. Yep. Or the protein. Duh. Right. The protein. Uh, Hans, what about you? Oh, I have to select one. <laughs> yeah, you, of course. Um, didn't you hear the question? Can I get? Can I get? I'm not a big. I'm not a big chef. Can I get some butters? Sure, you have butter. <laughs> okay. You can go the clarified butter route. What's clarified uh, butter? Which is essentially like when you separate butter into oil uh, versus yeah, oil the protein and, and dairy. It yeah. I'll actually give you the definition. Hold on, keep going. Give her, give options. You could you, you could use brown butter. Mm. You Ooh, could use, God damn. Uh, you could use margarine. I'll allow that. Okay. Uh, you could use cocoa butter. You could the building blocks of white chocolate. You could use uh, peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. Ooh, sure. Almond, almond butter. Almond butter. Coconut butter. Is coconut butter a thing? I mean, well, I mean, because. There's coconut and like avocado oils, and any of the oils you can make a butter from them. So I would Fair assume. Enough. All right, coconut butter, Hans. And it's it really butter. Opens up the doors. <laughs> I feel like uh, it, it's not a butter, but just to throw a curveball because I don't think anyone would choose it. I'm gonna say you can choose cottage cheese. <laughs> and well. Ooh, now are we arguing from a standpoint of just like a barrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> just, just something a, slippy. Something slippy. So clarified butter is f- milk fat rendered from butter to separate milk solids and water from the butter fat. Mm. What is the other part of it? Because that's something as well. People use that. Um, oh. Is that what ghee is? or No, ghee is the actual clear clarified butter. It is butter. clarified butter. Yeah. That's the word for it. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is called something as well, and people use that. Yeah. So I'm trying to Hans, I'm going to say you can use probably bacon fat. Oh, okay. I think sure. I'm just going to have to go... Uh, I'm going to have to go... Old school here. Just say I'm just going. I'm just going natch butter, natch. Na- salted or unsalted. Unsalted, oh. obviously. Un- un- unsalted. Just in case. Butter. Just in case it gets a little wild and there's any open wounds that that arise. <laughs> there's no salt. Just like salt stinging digging those into that. Yeah. That's a that's a <sighs> good call. Good call. Yeah, slippery when wet. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm. We hope that you've enjoyed this edition of. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Next time, maybe we'll decide what uh, what kitchen-based oil would be best <laughs> as for uh, sexual as, acts. As our Game of Thrones seasons are are kind of kind of we're 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 ha- well past the halfway mark, almost getting into our last you know uh, last quarter here. We're hitting Indeed. the getting close to the home stretch. We're trying to subtly transition into our uh, into our into our, our porn channel. <laughs> <laughs> And we want to break. We want to come in strong, breaking new ground and things. So, yeah. Thrones yeah. and Scones branded clarified butter. 
Oh, yes. Put it on things. Two in one. (laughs) Put it on things. Put it in things. (laughs) Right right on the box. Uh, Not meant for cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The butter is clear, but it's never been more dirty. (laughs) 